What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show with me, Sean Sheehan, here on SureDog.com. And do you know what? It was a really exciting week, and it will be a really exciting week in the world of mixed martial arts. And I just wanted to come on and throw out a few bullet points of the biggest things of this week, I feel like, because sometimes when we have a week like this, right, where last week we had four big cards, UFC, PFL, Bellator, and Cage Warriors on my side of, of the world. I'm sure some people uh, on the other side of the world are watching it as well. Next week, we have a big PFL coming up. Uh, you know, Kale Harrison's on that card. I'll have, a, obviously, a full break, uh, breakdown of that here on Sherdog.com and probably already be up uh, by the time this t- uh, video comes out. And also, we have the massive UFC 276 card coming up. So sometimes, you know, you get kind of taken away and all of that. Last week, I, you know, I did the preview for the, the Bellator and the PFL here and over in Sevilla. May, I did the, the preview for uh, uh, for the, the UFC and for, for Cage Warriors. And I have my preview for the PFL here. And, uh, you know, we... It seems like we're like, fight, 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 fight. We can't spend time and take time to kind of breathe in, think a little bit and talk about maybe the outside of the box talking minds or even not not necessarily some outside of the box talking minds. Like the first one I want to talk about here. And I want to talk a little bit about Max Holloway um, because it's a massive fight for Max Holloway and maybe we aren't recognizing that as much as we should because Max Holloway has lost twice to Alexander Volkanovsky, right? And you can say what you want about the judging, whether you agree with it or not. You know me, you know, and judges. I had Max Holloway winning the second one, if, if memory serves me right. I'm actually just about to go back uh, and watch this after that. But I, I actually purposely didn't go back and watch it because I want to talk about the, the surroundings of the fight rather than the fight itself here and now. And I didn't want to kind of get caught up in that yet. And we will obviously do that uh, as, as the week goes uh, in, here and on, uh, on Twitter and on different platforms and everywhere. Um, and the lads have done a great technical breakdown of that. I believe it's already out here on SureDog.com. So please go and check that out. But this, the meaning of this fight for Max Holloway is massive. He, as I said, lost two title fights. And if he loses a third... Where to then for Max Holloway? Because you you cannot quickly make a fourth fight with him and Volkanovski. In my opinion, this fight was made too quickly. Now, I won't get into that fully because I talked about it before. And it at this stage, it doesn't matter. It's a great fight. I'm looking forward to the fight. But I still think it was done a little bit too quickly because you get to this position. Whereas if Max Holloway loses, you're in a position where he's in kind of a no man's land at the second. And now... What does that, uh, for, for a second or for, for a time in his career now, what does that look like for Max Holloway? Does he go back, win two or three fights and get back into that position? Maybe Alexander Volk, uh, Volkanovski will lose and he'll be right in uh, to another trial shot. Absolutely. Does he move to lightweight? Does he go back up there? You know, he went there once for, lost to Dustin Barrier, but he said at the time, and I actually completely buy into what he said at the time, he did it too quickly, he didn't put on the weight the right way, and it was... It was the wrong way of doing it. You know, there was a talk to the Habib fight and all of that. And it just, it didn't go the way it should have gone. And I, I totally agree with him. I think if he did go back up, put on that weight, getting down to the weights, getting harder all the time. You know, we, he's the injuries have come in. We had, they had that thing where he had to pull out of the fight because he didn't look right in fight week and all before. Would adding on a little bit of weight going up and weight actually help him? I think it might look at Poria, look at McGregor, look at others as well. They've all talked about it now. You know, some it's been worked better than others. But Max Holloway is getting a little bit older as well. Could that extra ten pounds help him a little bit if he was to lose that fight and go up there? Now, 
that's a discussion we can have afterwards. You know, stay, go. What does he do? Retire? Maybe. You know, I'm sure he's earned a lot of money. He's had a, he's young, but he's a lot of miles on the clock, and he's done a lot and seen a lot. And how much more does he want to do and see? You know. Now in MMA, we know. So I, I leave that one aside. But whatever that discussion may be afterwards, whatever the answer to that discussion may be, and it's down obviously to Max Holloway to answer that in that position. This fight is massive for Holloway because if he loses, there's a massive career decision right up ahead of him. Massive. And it's not just a massive career decision for another fighter. This is Max Holloway. This is one of the most popular fighters in the sport. This is one of the best fighters in the sport. And it, it feels like that um, pressure coming into that this fight to win, that the meaning of this fight... It's kind of been lost a little bit, I think, because that's the real meaning of this fight. You know, you have the A's and B's and the X's and O's of Holloway versus Volkanovski, and it's going to be brilliant, and I can't wait for it. But the ones and who's of it, if you want to look at it that way, of what what happens to Max Holloway after this, what the meaning of this fight is for him as a fighter, as a you know, as a, a, a you know, as a businessman, is massive. And as well, even if he wins, I think it's massive. Because if he wins, what happens then? Well, if he wins, they have to make the rematch again. You cannot give Max Holloway uh, a second rematch after losing the first fight, after losing the second fight. You know, you get you get the rematch to go to uh, 0-2. You get the rematch now as well to either go you know 2-1 or 1-3. You cannot give him two rematches and not give Volkanovski one. So you, no matter how it ends, if Max Holloway wins, he's fighting Volkanovski again. And what if he loses that? You know, it's three and one to Volkanovski. So you're in a situation where Max Holloway has to win two fights in a row to keep himself at the very top of that division in the near future, which is a very, very, very high pressure situation to find yourself in. And maybe it'll even have to be three. What if they, what if Max Holloway wins the next two? Will they go to the fifth fight? So... Look, that's a good proposition to have because you have three fights in a row there. You probably have two years of fights. But the next, this one especially, it's all down to this one. If he loses this one, there's a massive change in his career. And if he loses the one after that, even if he wins this one, there's a massive change in his career as well. So this, the high pressure, just on that alone, and it's very simplistic. And it, it was the first thing I wanted to talk about in kicking off kind of the, the coverage for this fight this week. I know a lot of people probably have spoken by now, but the, my thoughts on it, that was the first thought I wanted to get out there on this week the the magnificence of this fight is the a's and b's the, the x's and o's I, I should say in the cage but the importance of it for one guy especially is that what i just said where his career goes after it now is that something that will motivate max holloway or is that something that will be playing on the back of his mind you know we see fighters all the time they, they lose a fight. Look at Joanne Jacek the last time. She knew she was going to retire if she lost that fight. Like, I don't know. I said it earlier on, Max Holloway could retire. I don't I don't believe that at all. I'm just throwing that out there as an option. But what what is in the back of Max, Max Holloway's mind? If I lose, I'll be on three. Has he thought about that at all? Is it like you want to be fairly mentally strong? And he is fairly unbelievably mentally strong. But God Almighty, you'd want to be so mentally strong to not think about that, not think about that position, position to put you in. Will that motivate him to not be in that position? Or will it play against him? And from um, Volkanovsky's point of view, 
he's beaten this guy twice already. Now, he's not stupid. Volkanovski knows both of those fights were very, very close. He probably went back and watched the second one and thought, well, do you know what? I won it, but I was lucky. You know, I was lucky enough. If Max Holloway won it, he probably would have been lucky as well. You know, it was one of those fights. It was it was just so close. Um, so he, you know, he should be motivated. He should be ready. He should be going at it hundred percent. But will he be? You know, will he be? <laughs> and you know, it's very interesting because the motivation there for Max Holloway is easy. You know, I mean, this guy's beat me twice. I'm going to have to beat him this time. But the pressure of, well, what if I don't? is there for Volkanovsky uh, there's none of that you know it's all like oh well it's I beat him twice let's beat him third time let's move on you know and that's a precarious situation to be we've seen in mixed martial arts many a time before where lads are expected to just waltz in there look at Michael Bisping Luke Rockhold and now he's not expected to waltz in there you know what I mean but maybe in the back of his head somewhere he's thinking I'm 2-0 against this guy you know and he'll never say that. He'll he know, and he'll never say that to himself. Even in his preparation or in the way he's taking this fight seriously, absolutely not. But what if there's something just slightly in the back of the head? And that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Look how close those first two fights were. There's something that will be a little bit different this time that will win the fight or lose the fight, more than likely. But having said that, right? I have a, I have a, a little feeling that that actually won't be the case. You know, and I don't know why you could ask me, you know, you could ask me a hundred questions about this. And I don't, I, I fully, fully, fully tell you here, I don't know the answer to my opinion on this, but I, I just feel, I feel like someone's going to win this clearly. I do. I just feel like someone will have analyzed those first two fights well enough to change this fight in a massive way. It's very hard to see Two lads is technically, and I'm getting into the techniques of it here for a second, but I won't last long, I promise you. But to see lads who are both as technically gifted and brilliant, but also tactically with their teams and with them, you know, themselves or whoever might be putting their, their tactics and their game plan together, that good to not see something, since something to make a big change for this third fight that will leave the other guy thinking or force the other guy to change in such a way that it will work negatively for them. Or if you do change one way and the other guy changes the other way, one will bring one guy down and one will bring the other guy up and it will turn into a 50-45 or 49-46 or a knockout. I just have a sly feeling that's going to happen. And as I said again, I don't know why, but I just that's my, my feeling on it. Um, I want to briefly touch on Israel Adesanya versus uh, Jared Cannonier. When I pulled up the card this week on uh, on Shardog.com, obviously, and, and saw the UFC putting it out there and the the, uh, uh, the poster and everything like that, I don't know about anyone else, but I was a little bit surprised that Israel Adesanya versus Jared Cannonier is the main event. Um, I know down through the years, and this actually hasn't been the way in a while, I don't think, but the UFC used to always um, have the higher weight divisions if there was two title fights on a card or three title fights on a card. Um be the main car, main event, and now that is. I don't think that's a thing that happens anymore. I, do you know what? I haven't even heard of that in a while. It just when this popped up, I, I just thought of that. Now I'm sure there's statistic, statisticians out there, people uh, that you know, the, the Mike Bones of, of the world, and and all of those sort of guys who uh, keep an eye on this sort of thing, and that will tell you exactly what it is. Uh, but I feel like that hasn't been a thing over the last while. So this, you know, it really could be Max Holloway versus Volkanovski here. 
on top of the card. And for me, if you're looking at it and you're thinking, who's the biggest star out of those four guys? You know, Max, uh, Alexander, Izzy, and Cannoneer. I, I, I would say Max, to be honest. Um, I think Izzy is one of these guys who portrays himself extremely well as a star. You know, whether you love him or hate him in his personality, uh, and whatever you think about, you know, his fighting style is obviously uh, very effective, very fun at times, sometimes very boring as we've seen in, in certain fights. Um, but he he's definitely a star as well. But I think he portrays himself brilliantly, but, um, you know, brilliantly in terms of making him, getting himself out there. But I think it's maybe over um, amplified in terms of the way people talk, not him himself, but in the way people talk about him and the star he has and the way people talk about him as a star. I just don't feel like he is as big a star as people make out. Uh, and maybe the other way is correct for Max Holloway. Like, if you are looking at a card, right, and you're a casual fan... And you see Max Holloway on top of the card, or you see Israel Adesanya on top of the card, which one are you most likely to tune in for? Now, it's, that's very hard for me to answer, and probably everyone uh, of the few hundred people listening to this video very hard to answer, because if you're listening to this video, or watching this video, or listening to it on Spotify, please click subscribe, you're more than likely a hardcore fan as well, let's be honest here. So it's very hard for us to answer. But my answer to that question would probably be Max Holloway. You know, it, and maybe it's I'm in Ireland as well, so it's a little bit different because you had the McGregor Holloway thing and all that. But if you think about it, right? If you, let's say you're in America or you're in the UK or wherever you are, and you ask a friend of yours who is a, maybe a sports fan or what maybe would watch a McGregor fight or watch a Jones fight or whatever, if you ask them who Max Holloway is, do you think they'd know him? I, I would say yes. And if you ask them, would they know who Israel Adesanya is? I would probably say, you know, I'd say probably. But I wouldn't say yes for sure. Whereas with Max Holloway, I would. And I may, maybe that's a, a wrong measure I have there. Maybe I'm totally incorrect at that. But I I do feel like Max Holloway, maybe, you know, and, and this is a good example of it. Is he a little bit undervalued as a star? Um, And, uh, you know, maybe it's a function of he's lost twice in a row. And if he loses again, it'll be 0-3. So you do really want that at the top of your uh, card when you when it could be, um, you know, a star-making performance again from Israel Adesanya. And if the answer to that is yes, no problem. Fair enough. But are you looking forward or are you looking at Saturday night? Because you're selling the pay-per-views on Saturday night. The people are going to pay their 90 quid or whatever it is over in America. Thankfully, we have it here for uh, our subscription price in Ireland, which is expensive enough anyway, so we're not getting that much cheaper. But are they, are they going to pay more for Max? Or will they pay more on Saturday night? Forget about the future for Israel. I would say Max. I, and, you know, it's not the case of, you know, this fighter versus this fighter doesn't really make a difference. You know, I've argued with that, that before uh, in the fight nights. And not obviously not the pay-per-views, but like, let's say you have a star coming up and whoever whoever the star might be. Let's say it's Salyukin, right? Who could be a guy, you know, whoever it might be, Sean O'Malley coming up. And he's in the common event. And at the top of the card, you have... Uh, Rosenstruck versus Volkov as we had a couple of weeks ago why would you put Rosenstruck versus Volkov we know are never going to be a star never going to be stars at the top of the card when you could put a Saryukum when you put, could put a Sean O'Malley when you could put an Ian Gary or someone like that in the main event picture and propel them upwards it might you might take a little bit of a hit now but in the long run you could propel them upwards right so I understand it uh, in in that point of view, but at a pay per view like this, where where you know you're you're earning money, 
I, although, and you know, maybe I found the answer to myself here. I'm just never thinking, sure, the ESPN, it's the ones that are earning the money, not so much the UFC. But if they have a hand in it as well, the UFC are getting paid what they're getting paid no matter what. But I don't know. It just it just feels a bit odd. It just feels like Max is a little bit under uh, undervalued. And also, from a broader point of view, the co-main event is a way better fight than the main event. Just a way better fight. And I don't know what people feel about the Adesanya versus Cannoneer fight. And I've been wrong about a lot of fights recently. I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be that brilliant of a fight in terms of a close fight or anything like that. I, I feel like Israel is going to win. Now, as I said, I've been wrong about lots of fights recently. We'll talk about a couple of them here uh, in a second. Uh, but would you not rather have a five-round war where maybe Max Holloway is the one coming through and be regaining his star at the top of it? Or would you, you, know, would you rather have that? Or Israel Adesanya beating another guy who probably most people who are casuals have, haven't heard of. I don't know. I feel like it all just points a little bit towards Max for me and Volkanovski. And now, Max, I, I'm talking a lot there about Max. Uh, and, you know, I'd probably pick Volkanovski to win this fight. We'll, we'll see later on in the week when I uh, when I get to the betting show. As I said, I still have to go back and watch that fight. But, um, yeah, I just look, I, I think... I think it's worth a discussion. I think there are reasons why you'd put Izzy in the main event, absolutely. Uh, but I think there are reasons why Max should be there as well, and I think that is uh, that is definitely worth talking about. Um, I talked there about underdogs as well. And do you know what? It, it, it was a big weekend last weekend for underdogs because if you look at the four um, events that I talked about there... Um, Cage Warriors with Reese McKee beating Justin Burlington. And I'll talk more about him in a minute because I want to give you a quick roundup of the Irish MMA uh, crew as well because it's a big weekend for Irish MMA. I did that a while back and people really enjoyed it. So I'll talk more about that in a second. Underdog, he won that fight. I gave him as one of my bets of the week. Bruno Capelosa, who uh, you know, I said was a good price at minus 600. Just ignore my betting advice. After that. He lost to Matthias Scheffel in a, in a brilliant performance uh, from Scheffel. Uh, obviously, uh, Gamrat and Sharyukin. A very close fight. Uh, I, I picked Gamrat going into that. I didn't have any of my bets or anything, but I picked him going into that fight. He won. I thought Saryukin won. Forget about that. Gamrat won. He was the underdog. And then in Bellator, Johnny Eblen won as well. And um, he was the underdog. Obviously, a, a very big underdog going into that fight. And I was kind of thinking, like, <clears throat> because I gave one of my bets this week, and it was Raiji Kuda, uh, who... Uh, won his fight against um, Flores over in PFL. And I mentioned on the betting show, I know if, if people saw it, I, I'm I'm usually very bad at kind of, you know, I leave myself a little bit of an out saying, I ah, look, this lad might win. I fancy him to win, but I don't know. I'm always wrong. You know, I'm, I'm always wrong. Uh, this lad, I really, 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 really thought he would win. And I even described it a little bit like, you know, McGregor coming in against Brimage and being like three to one to get the knockout or Anderson Silva versus Chris Lieb. And I felt that strongly about it. I really did think he was a massively mispriced fighter. Uh, in that he was what my, uh, minus uh, one sixty or something like that, or he or sorry plus one sixty, um, in and around that it was it was he was he was the underdog, and I was like, there's no way he should be the underdog. People just don't know him well enough. They haven't watched these fights. I have. I went back and watched him. I watched him against Brendan Lachnan, and I watched a good few of his fights before that fight as well. You saw Brendan Lachnan. I don't know if anyone saw it the other day after the fight. He, uh, I tweeted out that, you know, I pick Kudo and Brendan goes, the kid is good. And he is really, really good. And I'm just wondering if we're actually reaching a stage in MMA again a little bit where uh, 
betting on underdogs might be making a bit of a resurgence. Now, famous last words here. <laughs> I give lots of underdogs coming in because I feel like so sometimes now we um we analyze the not necessarily the tape, but we analyze the results too much. And it's a perfect example this weekend. Uh, of the Musasi versus Eblen fight and this is not being the general after the battle because I actually said this beforehand in terms of the analysation of who will win the fight and the analysation of how the fight will go because Austin Vanderford was the last fighter that uh, Musasi took on I was at the fight, I was here in Dublin um, and look, that fight, the, an- uh, the analysis of it is analysation a word? Oh God, man. I think it is, but the, anyway the, an- and the analysis of that fight coming into it was this is a very good American wrestler who can strike a little bit as well. He's out of a good camp, and we've seen him taking down Fabian Edwards and other people as well. If he can take down Musasi, he will win the fight, right? Musasi goes in there. I think he he injured the um, uh, Vanderford injured injured his shoulder, got a bit of a stinger or something early in that fight. Musasi ended up knocking him out within seconds, right? Shawnee had an early night. He could get a few points across the road into Gibson. And go away home. It was great for everyone. <laughs> you know? Not so much for Austin Vanderford. But also, maybe it was a very good thing for the for the betting audience. Because if you're looking at that, right? You're saying, right, that fight did not... Uh, it, you know, it, it's like a horse race. And you're looking at a horse. Can he run four miles? And the race ends after, you know, ten furlongs. Well, he might have won the race... And I know this can't happen, but go with me here for a second. He might have won the race, but he didn't prove that he can run four miles. He run that he proved that he can run ten furlongs. Now, having said that, Musashi has proved a lot down through the years. But also, my analysis of that fight coming in was that in the past, Musashi had issues with wrestlers. We saw King Mo in the corner of Johnny Eblen at the weekend. So the point here is, Musashi came out of his last fight after beating this strong American wrestler. And he goes into this fight against a strong American wrestler. And everyone's like, ah, sure. It's just another one. Just the latest American wrestler on the ledger of Gegard Musasi. Let's move on to him fighting Fabian Edwards or, you know, Musasi or Ruel Romero or whoever it might be, right? It didn't work out that way. Because you know what? Johnny Eblen didn't get a stinger in this fight. Johnny Eblen didn't get knocked out in the first round of this fight. Johnny Eblen was there from moment one to minute 25, and he never stopped. And it just felt like the betting lines coming into that fight, would look, they were always going to be towards Musasi. But would they be more towards, uh, or less towards Musasi, if Vanderford got that singer in the fourth round and he'd been taken down, Musasi been taken down for three rounds in a row? I think they probably would have been, yeah. So... I think that was very interesting. I think that changes. So if you're kind of smart and smarter than me, in fact, because I am saying this somewhat beforehand, but I did say, or sorry, afterwards, but beforehand I did say, you know, I, I, I was worried about Masasi losing to Vanderfort for these reasons. And you have a guy who's actually probably better than Vanderfort using the same reasons, but we're not picking him or we're not even talking about him really as a high level challenger. And we should be. And, he went out and he showed why we should be talking about him, and that was brilliant. So that's the thing I think be cognizant of going forward. Maybe something I'll be cognizant of on my betting show until I pick someone who's uh, <laughs> plus 500 and I'm sorely wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, 
I just feel like this weekend, a lot of underdogs, and um, they all won. So fair play to them. One of them, let me talk about Irish MMA here for the next five minutes, and I, I let everyone go then. What a massive weekend last weekend for Irish MMA. Ian Gary is fighting as well, coming up here. I'm sure Conor McGregor will be back out here in the next, uh, you know, six months, maybe eight months. I'm sure he'll be back towards the end of the year, maybe the start of next year. Hopefully his injury uh, is is healing up and everything like that. I talked to him, it was probably about a couple of months ago now at this stage, and he was good spirits that night uh, and everything. So best of luck to Conor on his way back. Um, but... Irish MMA has been doing, you know, doing pretty well in, in his absence. You know, we've had Bellator, we've had Cage Warriors now above in Belfast last weekend. We have Cage Warriors coming back again. Uh, we've Cage Legacy, our, our own promotion here in the Republic of Ireland. Uh, old Johnny Jitsu is fighting Richard Kiley coming up here in a couple of weeks. A very fun domestic fight. Um, and, the you know, there's Can Wars and other uh, uh, promotions up the north which are doing absolutely great stuff, uh, ear championships and others as well. I don't want to leave anyone out, but everyone else who they are up the north doing great stuff as well. So it's been a good time for Irish mixed martial arts, and I feel like there's a good wave of guys coming through now because the Cage Wars card last weekend was very interesting because coming into it, um, you had Paul Hughes, who's the interim champion uh, in uh, in the featherweight division, the champion Vucinic looks like he could be off to the UFC, not 100% sure. So it could have been, you know, could have been not a unification fight, but, a, you know, a, you know what's, what's the word? The real title could have been up for grabs, that one, if uh, if Vucinic had let it go. It looked like he was going to fight a real, maybe. But he, anyway, he got injured. Hughes wasn't on the card. Joe McColgan was the champion. He vacated that. He didn't fight in the card. He had work commitments and other things as well. I was talking to Joe uh, last week, and he, he was, you know... I'm sure he would love to be on the card, but he has a very good job and he's concentrating on that over MMA, which you absolutely can't blame him for. So you didn't have those two guys. Now you had Reese McKee, and I'll talk about Reese in a second. Did unbelie- uh, an unbelievable uh, and had an unbelievable performance, but it could have been a card where you don't have two of the top three guys you're expecting on the card, and it could have disappointed. But by God, it didn't. By God, it didn't, because some of uh, the prospects in Irish MMA really stood up, and it just gave. Everyone in Irish MMA, I think, a bit of a lift because we now have a few more guys to get excited about, you know? Um, Caelan Lochran, brilliant performance in the Conan Main event. He fought Festus Oralu, gave a great uh, interview to my guy Andrew McGahan uh, after the fight as well. This guy is strong, t- uh, trains out of Team Cowboy over in Liverpool with uh, Darren Till and others, but is obviously from Ireland originally. He's gone over there to train. James Sheehan. From Team Rhino, the same gym, people probably know uh, Neil Seary, they will know Paul Redmond coming out of that gym, gave a phenomenal performance. He's 5-2 and two in his career now, but he's two losses to Matt Bonner and Ian Gary, both Cage Warrior champions, fought the two of them in his first spot, uh, three fights, I think, and now he's won four in a row. This guy is really good, really, really good, need to be keeping an eye on him. The two Shelley brothers, you know, one got a, a close win, the other ended up losing, but th- those are two guys coming through from uh, from Team KF, Matthew Elliott as well, who lost uh, in that fight to uh, to Ryan Shelley. I was getting mixed up. Ryan Shelley? Ryan Shelley. Um, looks a real good prospect, a real heavy wrestler coming out of the same gym, FAI, the, the, the 2021 Irish MMA Gym of the Year, uh, after the aforementioned McColgan and uh, Hughes won titles in Cage Warriors. He looks a real prospect as well. And there's a good few other lads as well. Adam Darby coming through. Great weekend for Irish MMA with lots of those guys coming through as well. Uh, Lee Hammond, got he won the first two rounds very well. Got uh, an illegal knee in the third round and ended up almost getting finished towards the end of the fight. But do you know what? He came through and he won it. The type of fight that will stand him. A lot of people call him the top Irish MMA prospect coming through. So for a weekend for Irish MMA prospects, it was absolutely massive. Um, 
And next week as well, we have Key for Crosby coming back. Danny McCormack is having another fight. And uh, that um, Centurion card out in uh, Mal- is it Malta, it's on in. Uh, it's, uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's a lot of Irish people on, on that card. So that'll be fun to see as well. So a very, very good time. And then the two guys leading it, I suppose, at the moment in Cage Warriors has to be recent key now that he's won the championship and Ian Gary over as well uh, in the UFC. People are probably hear me here and uh, mentioning Reese McKee and think, oh, that's the guy who went in and he lost to Shumayev and then he lost to Morono as well. And it is, but people need to realise that Reese McKee, I think, look, he got to the UFC too early. Reese was supposed to have a Cage Warriors title fight. He was supposed to then maybe have one more, maybe didn't get to the UFC. But he got there early and he fought Shumayev. So instead of a fight to take him up to get him to the next level, he had a fight that took him up but actually brought him back down. And that's very tough at that part of your career because Reese already had, you know, a couple of losses. He'd work, work his way back up and got to a stage where he was getting ready to just be the right fighter prime to get to UFC at the right time. And he got there just too early and then he got thrown out of the UFC very quickly. And that's a tough proposition. But what did Reese do? He came back and he beat Mantekevi, destroyed him. In his comeback fighting cage warriors, and then he fought Justin Burlinson, one of the top prospects on this scene out of the, the north of England, and he beat him as well. And if you haven't seen that fight, it's on UFC Fight Pass, please go and watch it. One of the fights of the weekend, absolutely brilliant heart and determination showed. His face was cut open, and he still went down and won the fight. Beautiful kind of left hook jab knockout. Really, really great performance from Reese McKee. And now he's at a position where he's probably one fight away from getting back to the UFC, or maybe not even that. But now he's ready. You know, he's had the setbacks again. He's had the build-up again, and now he's ready. Now, is he ready to go in and fight Shumayev? No, he's not. But is he ready to get the type of fights that Ian Gary's getting? Yes. I think that's where he needs to go. Put him in there against Darian Weeks if he's... I think Darian Weeks might be gone. But put him in there against a couple of those guys. And let's see how it goes. This guy is good enough to be in the UFC. This guy is good enough to, you know, look, we look at Ian Gary and I'll talk about him in a second. But Ian Gary, you're probably thinking if Ian Gary wins the next five fights in a row, he'll probably be ranked and people will be talking about him getting a title shot if it goes that well. Now, maybe he'll lose next weekend. Who knows? But if it goes that well. Reese McGee's the type of guy who won't be in there that quickly. Reese will probably need to win 10 in a row to get there, you know? But put him in there, give me his chance. And let's see, because Reese gave an interview as well uh, to my, my good friend Andrew. I'll mention him again. I think, I don't have the record up here in front of me, but I think he said he had 12 wins and all 12 of them had fit our finishes. That is the type of fighter you want to be watching on a Saturday night. That is the type of fighter you want to be watching on a Saturday night. And uh, you can say I'm a, my Irish bias or whatever, but that guy deserves to be in the UFC and I hope, I hope he'll be back there very, very soon. He deserves it. And then Ian Gary... Massive fight for him this weekend. Uh, leading away again, as I said, for Irish MMA over uh, over in the UFC himself. Connor and Dean Barry were the only three there. Dean is gone. Connor's injured, and now Ian is leading the way as well. Massive fight uh, against uh, against Gabe Green, a guy who you know he had those eye problems, and he only had him. He only came back and was a hundred percent, or you know, as close I suppose you can get to hundred percent in his last fight. How different is he going to look in the upcoming fights than he did? Uh, in his fights before that. So maybe the, the tape that Ian Gary has, uh, has to look at coming this fight is very, very different. That is a potential banana skin for him in this fight. So uh, Ian will need to be very careful. He need to be very good. And his last performance, people were kind of giving out about it, saying, oh, you know, Ian, maybe he's not as good as people think he is. And all of that was from America because we have seen what Ian Gary can do 
for Ian Gary to go in there and get a 15 minute solid performance where he wins every second of every round like he did last time was exactly what uh, what is he 8 no 9 no prospect needs he needs that time inside the cage he needs to show what his new gym have taught him and what he's learned and he showed that very very well in that performance and if you had another performance out of that uh, out of Ian Gary like we had it uh, out of that last fight I'd have no problem with that and I don't think anyone who appreciates prospects coming sh- crew sh- true should have a problem with a performance like that again so Big weekend for Ian Gary. Toughest test of his career for my money. Very, very tough test. Uh, and uh, let's see uh, let's see how he does and let's see if he can come through that one and uh, and move on in his, uh, in his UFC career. So, as I said, uh, a massive weekend last week in the world of mixed martial arts. A massive weekend next week in the world of mixed martial arts. And I decided, you know, take a breath, look at it a little bit from the outside and uh, appreciate what a beautiful sport we have and what a week. I hope everyone enjoys it and hope everyone enjoyed this video as well. If you did, please give it a thumbs up. You know, it'd be great. Leave a comment in the comment section below. Subscribe. It's free, you know, and uh, check out all the other great content as well on Sherdog.com, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all those places. Check out Chilean and Duffy. Check out The Sheehan Show. Check out Show Money. Every, oh, no, it's not Show Money. What's it called? Uh, oh, God, I ruined it. I gave the bloody help one. Never mind. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> check, out, check out all the podcasts here on, uh, on Sherdog. And uh, I will leave it at that. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com and I'll see you all next time.